What's going on and welcome into your favorite podcast in the world. So that being said, podcast, but it is the Seattle Superpod edition. We're coming at you today for episode six, talking Seahawks and UW football. I'm pretty pumped. I'm your co-host, Sammy Georgeur. And I'm George Georgeur, and we're coming at you recorded in direct from the Sant Hub. Um, episode six of the Seattle Superpod, George, we talked... Uh, what we talk first? Jadavion Clowning and the Seahawks. Yeah, Seahawks. And then we went to the Huskies. And then we... A little bit of Jacob Eason. A little bit of Jacob Eason. And then at the end of the podcast, uh, I talked a little bit about watching Zlatan literally in the Sounders for five, less than five minutes. And then somehow I I went on a tangent about how shitty and how much I hate the Seattle Mariners team right now. Yeah, for another, another 45 seconds. And then I explained how they, they were good on accident this year. Um, what, do you want to preface that again? You said they were good on accident this year. So I said they were not. Good. They're not good this year. They were they good started. on accident. They started. Yeah, 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 on accident. Was same thing. I think people know. I mean, if you're a fan of the marriage, you know they're not good now. Okay, so I they were good on accident. They, I said they were good. On accident, okay, so not, I'm saying they're not. Are um, we'll be back weekly. Expect another one on Monday for the Seattle Super Pod. Tomorrow for Pod that. Uh, for that being so elsewhere. For that being said, podcast, you can expect us to be releasing our NFL picks. We'll do it tomorrow morning. So um, we'll be doing our week, our picks for the weekend um, before the Packers Bears game tomorrow, and then we'll be doing some college football picks as well. So check that out tomorrow. And uh, yeah, like I said, we have tomorrow uh, NFL pod. Monday, you can expect another Seattle Super Pod if that's what you're here for. Sounds great to uh, me. Episode six is about to be lit. So enjoy it, and uh, we'll see you guys soon. You'll hear our voices soon, actually. George, this is Sports on Tap. This is Sports Radio. Redefined. All right. Week one, NFL season. Um and uh, it's pretty exciting. That's why we're going to be talking about our Seattle Seahawks. And we're going to get into University of Washington. Um, for those that are new to the Seattle Superpod, uh, we're kind of bringing it back. We haven't done one since April. This is episode six. And uh, we're going to be talking the Seattle Seahawks, Jadavion Clowney, Clowning Trade, a Clowny stuff one. And then we're going to be talking uh, pick by picks, Seattle's record. Like we're going week by week. And then we're going to do the same with. University of Washington football and talk about Jacob Eason a little bit. So, uh, George, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? Football season's upon us. It's uh, it's the best time of year for sure. I mean, like, you know, you wait all year. The only, like I always say, the only down part of football season is what? The winter. Winter is coming. Kind of like Game of Thrones. And it's also the only positive part of winter. Well, actually, that's not true. We got Halloween. We have... Uh, Thanksgiving, we got Christmas. There's a lot of good New Year's, a lot of good things in the winter. But well, I guess Halloween and Thanksgiving are technically fall, but that's you know what I mean. But yeah. depends where you live. We live in Washington State. It gets pretty cold early. Yep. Compared to this isn't California. True. This ain't California. Cool. Um. All right, we're starting with the Seattle Seahawks. We said right. Uh yeah. yeah. Let's talk about the Seahawks. Um. Okay. First of all, I mean, you know, obviously, I don't have that much to say about the Jadavion Clowney trade outside of the fact that. Um, didn't give up much. It's really good for us. It's cool. Um, we now have a pretty dominant, uh, 
dominant defensive line. I think we're going to be great defensively, which is obviously just adding to this team. And um, I couldn't be happier about this. We didn't have to give up Rashad Penny, which was one of the keys to this trade. Right. And I mean, I saw a tweet that you put out on uh, that. I, I would like you to pull up about exactly what we gave up this off season, what we kind of got back. And it's pretty remarkable. I mean, we, I feel like sometimes our GM, uh, John Schneider is playing chess while everyone else is playing checkers. Uh, you really, really go ahead and improve this team in such a way that I feel like for some reason still the national media, and I'm not the type of guy like, oh, the national media doesn't care about us in Seattle because we're all the way up in the corner. I like, I, I hate that thing, that, that narrative. My, my thing is more like people aren't talking about us because we've kind of done it a little bit quietly this offseason. You know, it's been a, we've been quiet. We used to be the team that talks and is brash, and we had all these guys making noise and Earl Thomas holding out, and now we just quietly rebuilt this team. And I think we're going to be a juggernaut. Yeah, I don't think it has anything to do with even us building quietly. I just think we have quiet players. Yeah. You know, I, there's nothing. I think I think most of um. I'd say like football gurus, real deep football fans would understand that the Seahawks have been making a lot of great moves. Um, right. Obviously, the offensive line has just gotten better. I think our, our biggest week, our biggest place that we've taken a step down, which I know both of us don't care too much about, is wide receiver. Right. I love Doug Baldwin. Actually, I think we talked about this before. He might be the second best Seahawks receiver of all time after Largent, right? right. Like statistically and longevity. Um, but I think with a guy like Russell Wilson, we're going to be fine and so i don't know if it's about you know oh about being in the northwest or the seahawks have done it quietly i i think we've been we've put a lot of people on notice with the Jadavion clowning with re-signing russell wilson drafting guys like dk metcalf which was kind of like the the big like uh not the joke of the draft but you know what i mean it was like the kind of like the funny thing like oh look at the buff guy right he he was a good prospect that wasn't like that was talked about as a great prospect. He was the talk of a draft just because of the picture of him looking like the whole big, bigger than the Incredible Hole. Yeah. So I, I just think for us, it is the it's not having Earl Thomas, not having a holdout situation, not having a Michael Bennett that's loud, not having a Richard mm-hmm. Sherman that's loud, which has kept the Seahawks very low key. And um, one thing we've talked about obviously is remember last year they were projected to be a. Bot- near the bottom of the conference, right. you know they. I saw uh, a, like it was a on Twitter yesterday. A relooking at the 2018 uh, Week One power rankings. Mm-hmm. Seahawks on ESPNs were like 26th last year. They're expected yeah. to be bad, and we still went what nine and seven, yeah, ten and six, uh, nine and seven, ten and six. We made the playoffs and and we didn't win a playoff game, but still made the playoffs. Yeah, well, yeah. Cl- close game. Yeah, I was trying to remember if we won that game. That's why I was like, we didn't. Win a, yeah, we lost. It was the maybe Dak Prescott's like greatest performance. I mean, right. well, he there was that one where he got undercut at the legs and yeah. did a flip for a first down. Yeah. It was kind of accidental. That could have changed the whole game. Um, I'm going to read that tweet that you were telling me about. Yeah. It's from Adam or Aaron Levine Levine, the guy from Q13 Fox. Yeah. Um, John Snyder began this off season with four draft picks. Frank Clark. Sorry, that was the way I say it. With four draft picks and Frank Clark. Mm-hmm. And ended it with 11 draft picks, including three in the first two ra- rounds and Jadavion Clowney. Um, on top of that, jo- uh, on top of that, we re-signed Russell Wilson, re-signed 
Bobby Wagner, and Ziggy Anish, Ansha, and Ha. Answay. Answay. Yeah, I don't know how to say it. pronounce his name. Um, and Ziggy. So, to Davion Clowney, Ziggy, re-signing Bobby, Russell, and having 11 draft picks. That's what we did this offseason when we started with four draft picks in Frank Clark. I mean, that's fantastic. And um, how, how, quick, how soon do you think uh, do fans start saying, are you ready to get Ziggy with it? Is that a saying yet? I bet where did it come from again? Uh, Detroit. Detroit, right? Yeah. I bet that was a thing in Detroit. It has to be, right? I mean, yeah. it's too easy. It's too easy not to be. Let's see if it is. You can get. You can go to sawshop.com in about you know two days and go buy Seattle Seahawks getting Ziggy with it shirts. Yeah, hopefully he's good though. Yeah, hopefully well, he's he's been good his whole career. But I just wonder if they ever said getting Ziggy with it in Detroit. I mean, I bet they do. I wrote get Ziggy with it lines and everything about his Ziggy. But I don't know if they used that line. But get Ziggy with it. Did they? I don't know. We'll oh, find okay. out. Okay, I thought you just read it. That's why. I'm I, sure. Like We're going to find out by week one or two if it, somebody says it. Like, yeah. That means it was a thing. Um, all right. Let's let's do our um, yearly prediction. I mean, I, I'm going to preface this with the fact that this is Sammy talking here. I've, for the last three, four years, been pretty on board with, we have Russell Wilson. We're going to win nine, ten games. And it's been p- pretty... True and true, right? Like mm-hmm. we've had, we missed this playoffs once. Right. George has been on the other end of the spectrum last mm-hmm. year. You know, ah, five win team rebuild, kind of a. You kind of had more of a perspective of what a lot of like the m- main media, had. right? Um, and uh, I wanted to preface this with George. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling this year? <sighs> I'm feeling shitty about this team because I feel good, like. He's too optimistic. I've never been this optimistic about a Seahawks team, and when I'm up, and like I, I, I fear for for us now. Yeah, (laughs) you know what I mean. Like, I like going into the season with no expectations and being nervous about like last year, like last year, or every Mariners season, every Mariners season. I just feel so up. I was telling you, this is my second favorite team after the Super Bowl team. I love this team. Yeah, I mean, I think it's more. It's because of the. Not having any of those. I'm not saying like they're, they're the second best. I'm saying they're my favorite. Yeah. yeah, you like the combination of just the players we've picked up, having not too many in your face talking like the Michael Bennett, the yeah. Richard Sherman talkers. I, and I know a lot of people in Seattle, and a lot of people that might be listening to this. You know, they're like, "Why? Why don't you like Richard?" Mm-hmm. I, we liked Richard Sherman. We liked Earl Thomas. They, as players, as players, I just not not we're not the. The the same reasons many many people like Russell Wilson is why we like this team because it's a little more reserved. It's a exactly. little more exactly. We're gonna beat you on the field, not talking, which I like. I mean, you look at Bobby Wagner, probably our best player overall on the team, one of the quietest guys on the team. Yep. But I feel like that why he's quietly been the last one standing here and quietly mm-hmm. has been the best career wise i mean just uh, i mean like i'm not we talked about this in the other podcast the exact reason why i hate the cleveland browns they talk too much <laughs> like we're the complete opposite of that team yeah and that makes you happy that makes me so happy all right i'm gonna write down i'm gonna write down our predictions well first can i uh, can i just mention one thing before our predictions because then after our predictions we're probably gonna move on to the huskies yeah. and stuff and, for the, really and I'm going to ask and you. And we're going to be doing this weekly, hopefully, yep. maybe even more. Um, 
So if you're not a Husky fan, once we move on, don't. This isn't. Yeah. This isn't an ending. And, and at the end, I know I didn't discuss this with Sammy, but I did go watch the Sounders play Zlatan. So I'll give like a couple minutes. I know we've had people asking if we're. Yeah, gonna we've had some people in yeah. our DMs asking. Yeah, uh, so I'll just give a little like three minute story about yeah. that five minute story. But anyway, um, Rashad Penny. I, I guess I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna give him one breakout player this year. You give me one. I, I'm going to Rashad Penny. I think this guy is gonna have a year. I mean, like a Pro Bowl level year. I know you're gonna always have the NFL. The new NFL is a two back system. I'm not asking him to, you know, run the ball 300 times, but I think he's gonna be dynamic. Where he could end up with 800 rushing yards, 700 rushing yards, 50 catches for another 300 yards or 400 yards, and also you know add maybe four rushing touchdowns and five passing touchdowns. You know what I mean? Like hovering around that 10 touchdown. I just think Rashard Penny is gonna be. A dynamic playmaker in our offense. Lockett's probably our biggest playmaker, you know, because he's a receiver, goes down the field. But I think that Penny's going to be our most dynamic playmaker. I like that. And I, I mean, yeah, he, he's not going to be the guy that gets you, you know, 1,500 rushing yards. Right. Because he's going to split time with Chris Carson. Um, but a lot of those situations, we're going to need somebody to catch the ball out of the backfield. You're going to have Rashad Penny out right. there making plays. Um, I'm going to give you one on offense and on defense. Um, Offensively, I don't want it to be like a joke, but I think DK Metcalf's actually going to have a quietly really good year. Not, That's maybe, good. That'd be fun. Not our, um, you know, I don't think he's going to be the most important piece, but you know what I think he's going to do? He's going to really help. If he can have a good game or two, I don't know if you saw, he's listed at the number two now. He listed as a starter as of today. Uh, so he's, he's now okay for week one. Not for sure. Okay. If he does not play, it's going to be Jaron Brown taking his spot, but we got Lockett on one side and DK Metcalf was listed as a starter, which is a really good sign out of camp. Cause, yeah. I mean, I mean he earned his spot. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, I hate to be the you know company guy, but always compete. He's not just giving them. Yeah, they're not just like, oh, cool, he's buff. Like That means he's playing well. Um, and I just think Russell kind of needs a big receiver. He hasn't yeah. really had one of those. It's been Doug Baldwin's and Tyler Lockett's and, and Luke Wilson's and Jimmy Graham's skinny tight ends. He hasn't had a big receiver he could throw the ball up to. I think Metcalf's going to have a sneaky good year. Okay. I'm not talking Pro Bowl level. I'm not talking better than Lockett, but I think he's going to be a good piece. And then on defense, Shaquille Griffin, I think, is going to become one of the top corners in the league. Okay. I, I think this is a little bit of a biased answer, obviously. I mean, it's our hometown team. I just, like, there's something about those brothers. Uh, he, first of all, Sha- Shaquille has been good. He's been good as one of our, you know, replacements pretty much as a cornerback. And I think th- they're just hardworking. They love Seattle. I-, I can see I can see them making a real impact on the defense. Fantastic. I, I can see that as well. All right. Let's go through the schedule. Let's see what, um, what we got. All right. Um, I'm just going to tell you, they're going to win. Between one and sixteen games this year, for sure. Well, it could be zero also. Zero and sixteen, 16 games. Another one, one at least. <laughs> um, zero is not an option. I already wrote down your prediction for week one. We have the Cincinnati Bengals at home, um, week one. You know, I'm going with the win. I don't have too much to say about this one. The Bengals are kind of one of those in between teams. Are you know, there's not going to be no AJ Green. Andy Dalton's a middle tier quarterback. Um, I think. Week one's always a tough game. It's a little rusty for everyone, but I think we're going to come out with a pretty simple win. Yeah, unless Cincinnati's like, I mean, I guess we're going to find out quickly. There's always, you know, a team that, I told you, there's always a team that if you won their, won their division, I'd be like, what the hell? 
And Cincinnati's one of those teams. Oakland's one of those teams. There's just like no way I'd give them any opportunity to win their division in the AFC. In the NFC, those teams are probably the Cardinals. Are like there's no possible scenario. And the Redskins and Giants. <laughs> like those are the three. So Cincinnati's one of those teams. They have, in my opinion, a chance to not you know, to finish with the worst record. But if they were to surprise people, it usually happens in week one. Yeah, like the random, like, oh my god, are they actually not bad? Yeah, exactly. And then they get bad. And then they get, or they, they it shows the season. You look back, you look back at the end of a season and be like, oh, remember when we lost to Cincinnati? And we thought they were the worst team in the league, but they're ten and six. So you said all that to say that oh, Seahawks are going to win. Seahawks are going to win. <laughs> but I, you know what's one one good example of that last year? Um, I think it was um, the Chicago Bears. Right. The, the, oh, well, I was all over okay. That. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. There's somebody in the world that thinks the Bengals are good, and if they were, they're True. good. Then it's, oh, they're all over them, right? The Bears were not good the year before. Right. Trubisky was not a starter. Right. I mean, uh, they played good in Green Bay, or is it in Green Bay week when they played good? Right. Yeah, and barely lost. Barely lost, and then they beat the Seahawks, yeah. and we were we were very close in that game. Yep. Um, but it's one of those where you were like, oh, okay, actually, maybe they're maybe they're good. Yeah, they're really good. Um, at Pittsburgh week two, um, you start with this one if you want. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying like they're much better than us or anything. We're going to Pittsburgh week two, especially the week after they played New England to start the season. And I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna chalk that down for Pittsburgh as a loss. I'm gonna give the Seahawks a loss at Pittsburgh. Uh, they'll be now one and one on the season. They go to Heinz Field. They're gonna eat some ketchup. And um, that was a horrible joke. Yeah, I, 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 I'm <laughs> laughing at the fact how about it. I was like, Heinz Field. I just like remembered ketchup. And uh, yeah, one and one. But it's, I, I won't find it to be an alarming loss as long as you play good football. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm going with you on that as a loss. Just because, and on top of that, what we're doing here is I could give you a hypothetical situation every single week that the Seahawks win, right? Yeah. But we're trying to predict somewhat of a schedule. I, I can't, I can't predict sixteen and I can. I'm not going to predict you sixteen enough. But if there's if there's losable games like one in Heinz Field in Pittsburgh, week two, um, that's the type of game traveling to the East Coast. That's the type of game that you just chalk down as a loss while you're doing a schedule thing like this. Now, would I be absolutely shocked to see X go to Pittsburgh and win? No, Russell Wilson's really good in these type of games, like in and you know. I just we're we're chalking down realistically. I'm with you. That's going to be a loss probably because I, I see Pittsburgh starting off 0-1 as well, and these teams are both too good to start off you exactly. know, with with losses. Week three at home against the New Orleans Saints. You go uh, first, bro. Um, I'm giving this one a win because a um, couple things. I mean, at home, um, you know that Saints team, a dome team, traveling to Seattle it might start getting a little cold. That's almost week one of October. It's getting close. Um, and on top of that, I know George, this is going to be mainly George's reason. George is not so high on the Saints this year anyways, right? I am not high on the Saints at all this year. I think they're going to really fall back down to earth. Um, do you want to keep giving your analysis or do you want me to give my pick in this game? No, no, no That was my analysis. I just think we're going to – I have a feeling we're going to take a loss in um, – in Pittsburgh, and you're going to recover at home against the Saints. Yeah, indoor I, team playing outdoor in Seattle um, at home. It's a, the Seahawks. You know, obviously, are a team that that wins a lot of games at home. <laughs> yeah, and I completely agree with you. The Seahawks win this game. Uh, I, I think the Saints. I mean, we already talked about this on our that being said podcast. Uh, <laughs> Sammy's laughing at something on this, my screen right now. I just want to see something, but. Um, 
Also, I'm also I'll make I'll just say now. If okay, you guys are after that, why you want to do it right now? Yeah, why okay. why not? I, I, okay, what, George chalks this up as a win. I chalk keep this up consistent as a win, and that puts the Seahawks like two and one. And I just got a podcast cover for a new podcast we're launching on the Song Sports Network. This is like a little sponsored segment called Sports Are Funny with George Arjour. So I'm George Arjour, and I'm gonna talk about the funny side of sports, and you know, ha- try to have interview some comedians and things like that. The end. Then and then he made it his screensaver, so his entire face is yeah, his screensaver. It's way too big. I'm changing yeah, it. I was to say, I'm not one of those people that put my own face to screensavers usually, unless it's like with somebody. Well, you know why I did it? I wanted to kind of like have a look and feel of a podcast for a few days, like in front of me, see if I actually like how much I like the podcast cover. But um, it's way too big. <laughs> All right, week four. Um, it's not out yet, though, right? They can't find it yet. On the- no, no. I'll, we'll, we'll announce that when yeah. it's ready. So don't go looking it up if you're trying to find it because it's not findable yet. <laughs> it will be. Um, week four at Arizona. Um, I really don't have to much. I don't much to say about this one. I'm going to chalk that up as a win. Um, I think Arizona is going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL this year. So I'm going to chalk it up as a win. Yeah, so am I. It's going to be a win. And I agree with you. Arizona is going to be one of the worst teams. But you never know. I mean, uh, look. Once again, kind of like week one where I said, could they be a surprise team? We look back at maybe, but yeah, I'm going to chop it off as a win. <laughs> you can say that about every bad team. Though. I know, I could. I think what's really tough for this game is Kyler Murray, our defensive line is pretty tough for a rookie quarterback, right. um, really small rookie quarterback. I'm not saying they're going to be bad all year, but it's pretty early on. I'm, I'm not expecting them to be beating playoff contenders in week four. I, I agree. Um, week five... Home, home Thursday night football against the Rams. Ah, uh, this one's you. I'm going to chalk it up as a win. It's at home against the Rams. I have another team I don't think are going to be necessarily as good as they were last year. And I, like I said, this is the mo- this is the most optimistic I've been about a Seahawks team in a long time. And if I really am optimistic, then these are the type of games they win. Yeah. Um, I'm also chalking it up with a win. I agree with you. I, I mean, I think the Rams still are probably you know slightly the favorite in the in the division. But I, the home games. I mean, this is the big thing of Seattle. Uh, they're they continually year after year they go like six and two, seven and one, or uh, eight and zero at home some years, right? So uh, Russell Wilson is probably one of the most um, clutch quarterbacks when it comes to primetime games so i'm gonna go with russell wilson um winning thursday night at home against the rams early in the year i see this as a as a win for the seahawks yeah um i've never think we've ever i've ever sounded like so much of a homer sammy that's a win sammy that's a win sammy that's a win you've said a loss for one loss i know i just feel you predicted your huskies to make a College football playoffs. It's not Homer if they're good. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying I sound like a Homer. I'm not used to this. I like it. Um, week six at Cleveland. Um, that's a little bit of extra rest as well. Yeah, was, um, we're coming off a bye? No, a little bit of extra rest because we oh, play Thursday. Thursday night football. Um, I'm going to go for loss here. I think that's a tough game um, traveling to Cleveland. Um, once again, I just think we're more of a – a lot of times we're a slow starting team. They're a pretty good dynamic offense, and they're defensively going to be pretty good this year. I'm going to chalk this one up as a loss, um, not because I think I actually think the Seahawks might be better than Cleveland. If this was at home, I would go up to Seahawks. Um, I just think on the road in Cleveland after a t- 
tough game against the Rams, probably. I, I'm going to chalk that one as a loss. And like we always say, yeah. there has to be a loss, a couple losses somewhere. Yeah, I, I have them beating the Cleveland Browns as well. I just think we're a better football team than them. I think we can go. I think this year, especially with the type of the type of system we play, I think we're a ground and pound team, and I think we're going to be able to go on the road and run the ball and control the clock and win these games. And they will be coming off um, a game against the Ravens, which is going to be a tough game probably. Right. So. Speaking of the Ravens, Seattle at home. That one is not off by, sorry. Uh, that one, right after that Cleveland game, we'll be traveling back to Seattle at home, a Sunday game, um, week seven against the Baltimore Ravens. And that's you first. I got, I got the Seahawks winning this game as well. Um, I mean, you've seen what my final record is for the Seahawks. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I have them winning a lot of games. I have them winning again. I actually don't like this Baltimore team. I'm very excited for that game. I'm excited to see how shitty Lamar Jackson is going to look against the Seahawks defense on the road. The, the, it could be it, it could be a performance of epic proportions shitty. Yeah, like his playoff performance. Yeah. Like type of, maybe even worse. Yeah. Um that's where I'm going with the Seahawks for sure too. I think this Baltimore Ravens team is um I think if they had a guy like Joe Flacco, which sounds crazy because they just got rid of Joe yeah. Flacco, I think they're actually a pretty good team, nine and seven or so. Mm-hmm. I just think we saw in that playoff game that once you start figuring out Lamar Jackson, a.k.a. start figuring out Tim Tebow, a.k.a. start figuring out Robert Griffin's type of players, mm-hmm. they're not that good. Um, it happens a lot for the first year or two. They look okay. Um, I I think we're going to see also a very bad performance on the road in Seattle mid-October. It's going to be pretty cold probably. It's going to be in the 40s, 50s. Um, and I'm, I'm going I'm to actually say that one might be a blowout. Yeah, oh, I agree with you completely. And um, let me say this. I love Daryl Thomas during his time here, whatnot, whatever. Mm-hmm. I actually hope he gets booed. Because yeah, cool. I, I had no problem with Daryl Thomas to hold out all the stuff until he actually put up his middle finger. I, was in the about to say, I don't think anyone's going to boo him. I don't think so. I think they're going to flick him off the whole That'd stadium. That'd be kind of cool. Uh, CX, I don't know if CX fans would do that. Really? We'd do that. Why I don't know. I think we'd boo. I don't know if we'd flick off. It's not this. One twenty-five p.m. How much liquor do they have in them? I don't know. I'm trying to figure. Out. Seahawks fans are loud, very passionate. I don't know if we're that mean. This isn't Chicago or Philly. I know, but it's in the moment. Yeah, I mean, I might do it. Be- no, there's gonna be some people that flick them off as he gets on the field. You're right. Yeah, there's gonna be some people. <laughs> How cool? Maybe the older crowd, the younger crowd, for sure is yeah. gonna do it. The Hawks nest will. Yeah, yeah especially where could you imagine if they're like playing defense towards the hawk nest and the whole hawk's nest just has their middle fingers in the air? That'd be kind of cool. That'd be yeah. Cool. While we're like, oh, we're like backed up on the goal line. I see what you're saying. Yeah, or yeah. something like that. Like right in his face. I, I had no problem with Thurl Thomas until that moment. You don't, you don't do that when you've won a Super Bowl as an organization. And yeah. I'm sorry, I, I I'm gonna continue to always say this. We've these players have made millions and millions and millions, more millions than maybe could be all of these people. Everyone that's listening on to this podcast combined. How many millions? Millions and millions. <laughs> more millions than everybody on this podcast combined. That's actually a possibility yearly salary-wise. So <laughs> the whole flicking off your team because you got hurt, like it's, it's, not, it's not their fault that you decided to holistically heal your broken leg instead yeah. of getting surgery on it. That's a good point. <laughs> week eight, we both have wins. Week eight at Atlanta, 
10 a.m. game, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, the new one. I like Mercedes-Benz. Oh, I just nice. Yeah. yeah, I do. Um, Shout out to Atlanta. Great city, by the way. It is a great city. Um, who's first here? I think I am. All right. Um, okay. I'm, I'm going to chalk this one up as a loss. All right. Um, I... Don't know how good Atlanta's going to be, but I'm just looking at our schedule. Um, coming off, that's that's we're coming off Rams, Browns, Ravens, and then you travel to Atlanta. It's been a lot of back and forth east to west traveling. I'm going to go with the Falcons in this one. That one was tough for me because I don't actually know how good I think the Falcons yeah. are going to be. Um, I'm in agreement there too. This is one of my losses. I had them on for the season. I have them losing to the Atlanta Falcons, who I think are one of the more improved teams in the NFL. If you go listen to our uh, divisional division by division preview, I did have Atlanta just missing the playoffs, but with a really good record. I think a nine and seven, so they're a fringe playoff team. It's on the road. It's a tough game. I agree. Uh, it's it, yeah. Overall, it's just kind of a tough tough game and, and like it's a tough spot like we say you, you have to lose some games here and there can you flex it by this time if this game was like at 5 30 at night and it was flexed for some reason i don't know if you can flex yet at this time of the year i'm not sure but if let's say they flex that game and it was a 5 30 game i might change my tune a little bit yeah i can, I can see that prime time mm-hmm. listen week nine at home against the tampa bay buccaneers one o'clock Arrgh. that's me first Hey, I love Tampa this year, right, Sam? Yep. And I have them as a playoff team. But I don't have them better than the Seahawks. I like Jameis. But Jameis is going to... There's going to be weeks where Jameis struggles, and this is one of them. Chalk it up as a loss. A loss? I, I mean, sorry, a loss for Tampa. Uh, a win for Seattle. Uh, I'm going to win here. I am I think Tampa Bay is going to be all right this year, better than they have. And Bruce Arians does know the Seahawks mm-hmm. pretty well. He's used to oh, yeah. traveling to Seattle. Oh, that's fun. We hate him. Do we hate him? Oh, yeah. He said that one thing Christmas Day. like Yeah. So it's y'all where we used to win in. And yeah, we asses. hate him. Um, Boo. I, uh, <laughs> God damn it, dude. <laughs> I, uh, if, for, for those who are new to this podcast, this is this, this is how George operates. Uh, I I have this as a win. I just don't, this Tampa Bay team's decent, but they're not great. And I think the Seahawks team actually might be near greatness level this mm-hmm. year. At home, you're not going to lose that game. No. Week 10 at at San Francisco, Monday night football, 5-15. All Levi right. Stadium. You're going first. I'm, I'm, this one's a win. A uh, couple reasons. First of all, I'm not too sold on the 49ers. I'm not very sold on Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, but more importantly, this is on 11-11. I was waiting for my turn. I was going to say, say something some about 11 of being, It's the day of luck. Yep. Uh, we're going to be lucky. And uh, really, honestly, I just think Monday Night Football in San Francisco, that just seems like a Russell Wilson spot to go get a win. Because yeah. people are going to be like, oh, Jimmy Garoppolo. And he's going to be like, let me show you. Yeah. Um, at this point of the season, Sammy, I believe the Seahawks and the 49ers are going to be both battling for the top spot in the division. And if you listen to our division preview, you had San Francisco making a wild card, not winning the division. So, and 11 11, I'm going to wish for the Seahawks to win. That was going to be my joke. And, and they're going to get that W. They're going to win this game. Uh, the, the Seahawks. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Seahawks are going to win this game. Um, I don't think the Seahawks 
and Russell Wilson, the stage is not going to be too big for them. Yeah. Obvious, <laughs> for obvious reasons. They might just be too big for San Francisco too soon. Yeah. Week 11 is a bye. Mm-hmm. This is a great time for a bye in the season. Because I know. Because what's we'll coming We'll play up. the Philadelphia Eagles Sunday night football on, I was going to say Christmas Eve. <laughs> no, that's a... Uh, that's 11.24, okay. Yeah. On, on it would be Christmas Eve if it's But December. by the way, before you keep going, this is going to be like four straight primetime games for the Seahawks from week 10 through 14. If if they flex week 15. Oh, four. Oh, yeah, yeah you're actually right. Jesus. I know. I That's crazy, huh? I've yeah. never seen that before. Six actually really cool. Yeah, um, that's awesome. So 11-11, they, yeah, they play at San Francisco, then they take a bye week, then... Sunday night football at Philadelphia. That's a tough one. All right. Um, who's first here? I think. Oh, yeah, because you made the, took my 11-11 joke yeah, first. So yeah. Well, I love that we're coming off a bye here, but I have Philadelphia as the best team in the NFL this season. So I have a, I, I have a loss here, but it's not a bad loss. This is, what, their third loss of the season. The Seahawks, the Seahawks game, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I think might decide the difference between home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Or if we have to go through Philly in the NFC Championship game. Wow. I agree with you on all fronts usually about this type of game because I, I actually I do think Philadelphia is going to be good. Um, you don't I'm have not, them as good as I do, but you still have them good. And that's a tough game. Let me. Yeah. I want to see who they play the week before, to be honest with you. That, that's all it's big. Okay. We're going to get their ass whooped by the Patriots the week before. Yeah, oh, by the way, even though I think they are the best team in the NFL, the Patriots are going for revenge there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to chalk this up as a win. A couple mm-hmm. reasons. One, I really trust Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll, um, off a bye. Right. That's big. And number two, Philadelphia's going to be coming off of a game where they're going to get a little beat up mm-hmm. against the Patriots. Whether or not they win, lose, whatever it is. Back-to-back games, Patriots, then Seahawks off a bye. That's a tough game to win. Although, they have the advantage being in cold weather, Philadelphia, Sunday night football. The right. crowd's going to be wild for that game. Oh, Especially yeah. if they're coming off a loss to the Patriots. It's going to be a, one of those like oh, crazy I, I games. But I'm going to go off a win for the Seahawks because I am I just think off a bye and Eagles come of, off a Patriots game, it's a hard game to win. It's, I, I that, that's gonna be one of the very. That's gonna be one of the most entertaining games this season. I, it's probably the game I'm most looking forward to all season. I agree with that, actually. Yeah. Um. All right, we have week thirteen. Wait, hold now. on. It's like, what do what do we what do we have them so far heading into week thirteen? You have three losses: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You have them at eight and three. Eight and three. Okay. And I'm at eight and three. Just different. Um. Just different win losses. losses. Okay. Week thirteen, Monday night football. Uh, no, 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 no. Um, damn, Monday Night Football, Minnesota Vikings in Seattle. I think this one's me, right? Yeah. Um, I'm going with a win here. Me too. Um, a couple reasons. Minnesota, I have them at eight and eight this year. I, I do think like, if this was in Minnesota, it'd probably be a different answer. Mm-hmm. Um, but Monday Night Football in Seattle. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I've Seahawks winning almost every game at home. Um, so I do. I'm gonna take this. Uh, I'm gonna chalk this one up as a win. I just think Kirk Cousins' prime time is not very good. Uh, as well. Right, I, I, you almost stealing my thunder. Prime time, Kirk, no good. Loss. 
for the Vikings. Pretty simple one. Monday yeah. Night Football. So, especially if they take a loss to Philadelphia that weekend, yeah. it's gonna be they're gonna come back. They need a win. And then if we go from Sunday Night Football to I mean Monday Night Football to Sunday Night Football. Sunday game. Night Football. I can't believe we have four straight primetime games. That's really cool. And if for some reason the Panthers are competing for the division, and so the Seahawks, they might, they flex, might that. flex that one. Um, week fifteen. 14. In Carolina, week fifteen. You skipped the week fourteen game there. Oh, play? week fourteen in LA Sunday night football. Um, this one's you, me. You know, I think the Rams are going to be fighting for their playoff lives at this point. I think this game is going to mean a lot more to the Rams. I have the Rams winning this game. Uh, if you listen to our divisional preview, same. huh? Same? same. All right, you'll see that. You know, I have the Rams missing the playoffs, but the Rams win this game. If they're if they're fighting to stay around five hundred right here with a couple weeks left, yeah, at home Sunday night football, um, this is this would be one of those games that they need to win. Yep. Uh, while the Seahawks might be now at a you know eight and three cushion, like oh we we have a solid two game lead in the division. Perfect. Um, week fifteen at Carolina, another tough game from L.A. to Carolina. Mm-hmm. This um, is not prime time yet. Uh no yeah. It's not. Week 15 at Carolina. I'm going to also chalk this one up as a loss. All right. um, I think it's really hard playing in Carolina, um, especially coming off a tough game against the Rams probably. Coming off four straight primetime games, yeah. that's going to be tough. Um, I'm going with a loss here um, for the Seahawks. All right, and I'm going for a win. You know how I feel about this Panthers team. I just... Don't know if Cam Newton will be healthy this year. I, I don't have much to say about this, yes. so that's predicated <laughs> on that. But yeah, uh, I got him winning. Obviously, if 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 he's a, if his ankle keeps acting up or his back mm-hmm. and he's hurt, this will probably transition to a, mm-hmm. a win on my schedule. But I'm going for loss for right now. Week 16, Sunday the 22nd, a couple of days before Christmas, George. Um, the Seahawks are going to gift us with a win against the Cardinals. At yeah, home. chalk it up to a win. <laughs> I, I do you like how I just announced it. Yeah. Please announce it. We've already talked about that team before. Yep. And last but not least, we're going into week 17, which will probably be a primetime game if your predictions are correct. If my predictions are correct, this game will be for the division. Um, week at home against the 49ers. Let me tell you what you have them at right now. You have the Seahawks at. I know what I have them at. 12 four and losses. Three. Four losses. 12 and four. Yeah. 11 and four, sorry. 11 and four. I have them at. Five losses. So one, two, th- no, I, yeah, one, two, three, four, five. So I have him at ten, 10 and five. five. I, um, um, we both have him winning this game. Yeah, yeah. I um, I, <laughs> I, I just know, um, because we did our re- records earlier on the division podcast. We both have him winning this game. I have him finishing at twelve and four. Sam, what did I have the Seahawks finishing at this year? I think uh, I had him at ten and six. Uh, ten, ten, six. I had him finishing at twelve and four, and that's how I got I him at nine and seven originally. But I think that was just – that was before clowning trade. I think the defense got better. I thought we were going to give a penny. I thought we were going to give a penny too, but thank God we didn't. So what we got here is George has the Seahawks going 12-4, and four, winning the division? Yep, winning the division and being the number two seed in the NFC. Bye-bye. And I got 11-5. and five. Um, At that point, it's probably winning the division. I had them at 10-6, and 9-7. Wild card, but with this clowny trade, I think we're almost you know that 
We should, we we really could be better than the Rams. I do think so. And I think we're better than the Niners and the Cardinals. So, what's your prediction for the Seahawks this year? What's their, where where do they end up? As of right now, I'll say second round of the playoffs. All right. For me right now, I have them in the NFC Championship game losing to the Eagles. Losing to the Eagles. All right. I like that. Um wow. 11 and 5, 12 and 4. This is the first year me and George have been in pretty solid agreement about the Seahawks yeah, since like going to go Super Bowl 5 years. and 11, man. God <laughs> damn it, George. No, they'll be good. Right? It, I trust I, I'm just telling everyone right now, if they are bad for some godforsaken reason, I will be picking every year against them. Seriously. Even though I've been on board with them being good every year. And it's I know. It's worked out fine. Um, all right. That's all we got for the Seahawks. I'm pretty excited. We're going to transition to UW after a break here. Yep. And uh, don't forget. Well, this is Sean Sports. So this is That Being Said Podcast. We do podcasts about all national sports, but we're going to be doing weekly the Seattle Superpod um, on the same platform of That Being Said Podcast. So check that out and check out Sant Seattle at Sant Seattle, S-O-N-T Seattle, um, on Twitter and on Facebook right now. We'll be posting about this podcast specifically all the time. Um, we're going to be doing some Mariner stuff when there's Mariner stuff. It's been rough, obviously. Um, we're going to talk Sounders at the end of this podcast. We'll be talking hockey one day. Um, we'll talk anything Washington State related. Probably not much Cougs. We're more of Husky guys. But yeah. if there's something interesting to talk about, we'll talk about that too. Um, so, George, uh, go Hawks, and we'll talk about the Huskies after the break. Sounds great. Let's go! All right, George. <laughs> All right, go dogs. We're back. We just finished our Seahawks segment. I wanted to do the the siren just because. I mean, I Sammy said he's. Oh, you're gonna, I'm going to throw you off with this, and then I threw him off with the uh, started barking. Ruff ruff. <laughs> um. All right, we're gonna. We just did all our predictions for. Uh, Seahawks, you have 12 and 4. I have 11 and 5. Now we're getting on to UW football. Mm-hmm. Before we get into the schedule and do our game by game predictions, quick topic. Right. Um, Jacob Eason. Cool. So I, I want to start off. Um, I'm one of those people that obviously loves college football as well, but in a different. I don't, I'm not as much of an evaluator of like each player and offensive lines and receivers. I, like we had a really good receiver the other day. Yep. When they caught all those nice cat what was his name? Dotson? No, Dotson. Not Dotson. Uh, now I'm blanking because you changed his name for me. Thank you. Dobbs? No, that was again Hard Knocks. The guy that had, had a lot of those crazy catches. Who was our top receiver? Doesn't matter right now. Tell me when you know. Um, right. Anyways. Aaron Fuller. Fuller. Yeah. Was, was oh, like Will Fuller. Yeah. Will Fuller. Um, anywho. Brother. Is it? Yeah. Oh. No, I have not. It could be actually. <laughs> Anyways, look like him. anyways, let me get to my point here. Jacob Eason, I, I we expected him to be good, right? And this was against Eastern Washington, so I don't want to get over exaggerated for a second. But at least we have a Pac-12 matchup in Cal coming up this week. I received texts, and I was sending out texts, watching a couple of plays that friends of mine. I think I was talking to you about it. That wow, this guy has a better arm than Jake Browning. Yeah, well, he actually is. Um, that's what I thought. This yeah. actually is his brother. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, um, that's kind of funny. I, I was making the joke, and you this. Yeah, I I think I I've, I heard that during the game. I think that's why I wasn't too shocked when you said that. Uh, so 
I I mean, it was it's the arm talent downfield compared to Jake Browning's tosses downfield mm. was pretty evident that there was more of a cannon here. Even, I mean, I was sitting at Lake Chelan on vacation, which this is a UW podcast, so most people probably know what Lake Chelan is. Yeah. And I was sitting there talking to my girlfriend about uh, the game. I was like, oh, let me tell you about Jacob Eason, like why this, we're excited. The guy behind me on the pool chairs was like, did you see his deep ball? Yeah. He is much better than Jake Browning. That's right after I'm texting my friends about this guy is obviously has better talent than Jake Browning. Nothing against Jake Browning because he's actually – he like, took us to a college football playoffs. Yeah. He did a great job. He's, you know, he got cut by the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, but I mean, it's all right. there's That's a lot of college oh, quarterbacks yeah, course, that can't even course. get on a practice squad. So nothing against Jake Browning. He was a great college quarterback, but Easton, who was a top nation recruit, you can kind of see the arm talent already with some yeah. of those deep throws, some of those precision throws. We didn't see some of these plays, even against teams like Eastern Washington last year. No, absolutely, and that's what's really, you know, I guess that's what jumped off the screen was the accuracy and the velocity on those deep routes and deep balls. Uh, he, I mean, I know he's playing. I want to see it against, you know, Pac-12 competition before I, like, anoint him, you know, the best quarterback since uh, Johnny Unitas. But um, he can be really damn special. Yeah. He really it, can be. I, I mean, I mean really, really special. <laughs> You can see that talent. I mean, you know, as we all know, he was in Georgia. He was supposed to be the top guy. Injuries happen. So if he lives up to what he was supposed to be, mm-hmm. we're going to see this talent really flourish. Right. In and especially, I mean, we saw, we've seen Chris Peterson have put, have quarterbacks who put up monster stats, man, like with, with guys like Kellen Moore, Jacob Browning, never – Anyone with the amount of talent as uh, Jacob Eason. Yeah, I'm really excited to see this guy play. Yeah. And now can he stay out. healthy? I have no idea. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. With UW, obviously they already got one win, so let's both chalk them down for a win here to start the year. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure they're going to beat Eastern 47-14. Good prediction. Good prediction. Thank you. Bet on that. I did. Um, let's talk about the rest of the year. Um I'm going to start off by saying this. I'm going to give them a loss somewhere because realistically, I feel like they can win every single game this year. I'm not trying to just sit here and go. If I, I don't want to predict if I'm going to sit here and just tell you they're going to go undefeated. So I'm going to give them a loss one place. We'll find out if I let, have them going undefeated. You're going to have them going undefeated. Cal at Washington, Saturday, 730. Um, I'm going to chalk this one up as a win. Yep. We um, had an embarrassing loss to Cal last year at Cal. Or was that two years ago? Two years. 12 to 14. Was that last was year? Was that last year? And But you have to remember why. Wilcox, their defensive coordinator, was what? This Huskies defense. Or their, Wilcox, the head coach, was the Seahawks defensive coordinator. Their defense is nasty. Their defense is good. We've won yet last year 12 to 10. No, we lost 12 to 10 last oh, year. Oh, they beat us 12 to 10 last year. That's what year. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An embarrassing loss last year. So I think we should avenge this loss. I, this I, is my point. Yeah. <laughs> we had a bad loss last year. I think we're going to come out and kick their ass this year. All right. Same. I right. I mean, kick their ass. But they struggled against UC Davis, though. What was it? 27-13. Yeah. At home. At home. Come to UW. First Pac-12 game of the year. Off a bad loss like that last year. 
I'm I'm gonna chalk this up as a win. Me too. And I think it's gonna be one of our more easy games within conference this year, personally. I agree. All right. Third game of the year: Washington at sorry Hawaii at Washington. Um. Well, I don't know what what else to say. It's gonna be a win. Yeah, it's gonna be a win. But you know, Hawaii did show some good things against Arizona in beating Arizona. They did beat them, didn't they? Yeah. 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 They showed they showed some promise. I don't know how they, if they played last week or if they how they fared last week. No, they did not play. Um, we'll see how they play. They they've had an interesting start to the season. They play Arizona, they play Oregon State at home, and then they play us. Uh, they might are they are they just like on the Pac-12 tour? Yeah, I think they always play Pac-12 teams. Think about the flight from Hawaii. Yeah, it's probably just easier <laughs> instead of flying to like the East Coast. True. Um, I. Uh, what really interests me here is, well, I think we'll find. I don't know if we're gonna find out with Oregon State. Is Oregon State Indian improved? They're improved, yes. I mean, they hung in with Oklahoma State, ended up losing by sixteen, but they were in that game all game. I don't know if Hawaii's win against Arizona was more about Arizona really not taking any steps, yeah. or if it was about Hawaii being all right. But I guess we're gonna find out yeah. next week too. And either if, way, oh, at home, we're giving them a win. Yeah. Um, this one actually might be tough. Washington at BYU. I believe this could be the toughest game on our schedule just because it is at BYU. Um, BYU is not bad. BYU is not bad. They're not great. But I'm going to give this the Huskies a win here. Um, we're, they competed for a little bit into the game with Utah. They did. And, and I, Utah, I've, I've heard some people predict Utah to make the college football playoffs. Yeah, I believe down the line here we'll see on November 2nd when we play Utah what I choose but I think the winner of the Huskies and and Utes could make the college football playoffs yeah I I strongly feel that way yeah um all right USC at Washington is following that BYU game you gotta feel bad their quarterback broke his leg in the first (laughs) game of his season you that this program is a mess they're like they've kind of just been like really Doomed recently. The, yeah, them and UCLA. Them and UCLA. Like UCLA is a different story to me. I, like I, I know everyone was like, "Oh, is UCLA." I, when has UCLA ever been good in our lifetime? I couldn't think of one time. I'm uh, not Keith Price. Who they have a couple years ago? Look. Mm. Yeah, I just I don't remember him ever being like really good. Josh Rosen was okay there. They never won anything. But anyway, uh, versus USC, I just I feel bad for him. Give bad. I'm giving the Huskies another win. Yeah, I, I'm gonna give them another win as well because, I mean, they're gonna win. <laughs> but, uh, I, there's gotta USC's got at some point is it has some good um has had some good recruits, right? right. It has to have some good recruits here or there. That's why I'm a little confused. Yeah, I just don't remember. Like, when was the last time we? Uh, like, I don't know if in my lifetime they. Sorry, Brett Hundley. They were Brett pretty Hundley. good then. They were okay, but they didn't make a Rose Bowl. Like, when was the last time like USC actually UCLA? Sorry, actually popped. When was the last Rose Bowl? Let's see. Like, I just can't think of one. And they're like, they play in the Rose Bowl, so I guess every year they go to the Rose Bowl. But like, have they? When was the last time they actually made like a really big bowl game or Rose Bowl? Jesus, have they not been good for a really long time? Yeah, I, like I could not remember a time in my life, like when I watched college football, that they were good. Um, it's actually pretty. Is the Sun Bowl good? It's okay, but it's not the like Wisconsin. They made the Rose Bowl in 1999 against Wisconsin and lost. Okay, that that was the last time. And they've been in a couple Sun Bowls against Northwestern, 
against Wisconsin again. Decent bowl games. Virginia Tech. Alamo Bowl in 2015. That's when it was Brett Hundley. They were yeah. 14th in the nation, played 11 okay. Kansas State. But, like, I've never had a like, UCLA team like, well, man, they're competing for a national title. Kind of weird. I you know, think they sad. would. You, you think so. They yeah. and USC have not been good since Pete Carroll's left USC. They've yeah. been pretty average. Um, we both have wins there. Now, this could be one of the toughest, if not the toughest mm-hmm. game as well on the schedule. Number 14 as of now. Washington against number 23 as of now. Stanford. Mm-hmm. I think Stanford's a little overrated. Here. Me too. Uh, did you, did you, I know you were on vacation, but did you watch any of that Northwestern game? Part of it. Okay. They didn't look good. Uh, their defense looked solid, but offensively they have no di- – they're not dynamic at all. Yeah. I don't – they're not. Yeah. So I think – I don't think they're going to be ranked for much longer. I think when that game comes, they're not going to be a ranked football team. Me too. Um, this one, Washington at Arizona, is always a tough one. At Arizona or Arizona State. They're always tough. But wouldn't you feel a little... I felt bad about this game when I saw it on the schedule, right? Did you? What? Like Initially, you're like, oh man, at Arizona. Yeah, now I don't feel so but bad. But after watching how bad their defense looked against... Hawaii. Hawaii. I'm like, am I really worried about Arizona and that team? I'm not saying we can't lose that game, but I mean, there's no way I'm going to pick that as a loss. Yeah. That one seems like one of those weird, sneaky ones where you. Here's the thing with UW. The last couple years, there's been just one of the one fucked up game that ruins the year. Yeah. I don't think this is it, but this is one of those you keep your eye out on because it's like, God, going to Arizona is never easy. I, I agree. Now, I this win. one, man, Oregon's good. Number 16, Oregon against 14, Washington. I know Oregon's ranked lower than Washington right now, but they took a loss to Auburn, who looked pretty damn good. Yep. The quarterback looked nice. on. And I, I, Oregon maybe should have won that game. I mean, they had a lot of opportunities to win that game. Um, I'm going to say this. Thank God this is at home. Exactly. Because this would be a loss on my book if this was If this in game Oregon. was anywhere other than at the University of Washington Husky Stadium, Alaska Field, whatever they want to call it now, yeah, Montlake. Um, oh, Montlake. Oh, Montlake. I have the Huskies losing. Since it's at Montlake, I have them winning. I like it. And then back-to-back weeks. No, we have a bye. We have a bye before the Utah game. That was gonna be my loss. Like, like it, our schedule is just worked out so good. We have a buy, buy before. I'm not gonna Utah. lie, I was legit gonna give UW one loss in this podcast yeah. short because I was gonna say that Utah game. Coming, I, I think coming Utah off might the be Oregon game. Too. Yeah, I thought you. I think Utah might be a little tiny bit better, but then again, I do. but it's at home. Jacob Eason, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, and it's at home too. What do you mean? It's at. Hunter's I know that's why I'm. Saying, but I think if this was not after a bye week. Or if this was in Utah, I would chalk this up as a loss. Me too. I think the winner of this game, like you said, will have a, have a good very good chance. Yeah. It, it, it could be all fucked in like a Pac-12 championship game. You can't Which forget could that. could be against Utah again. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're in the south? They're in no. the south, yeah. Oh, they are. I forgot about that. Yeah. So, so this might – Washington could lose this and beat them maybe in a Pac-12 championship and make I a know. playoff. If they're both as good as they project – I'm going to go with a win, though. Me too. God damn it. Okay, so we're both going to have them go undefeated. Yeah. Washington at Oregon State. That's a win. Win. Washington at Colorado. That's, to me, a win. It's a little bit of a trap game, but once again, we have a bye week before that. My God. 
Like, that, I, I circled that one as a trap game, and then I saw we have a bye week. We'll be prepared for that. And then let me tell you another lucky part of this season. Washington State at home. At home again. When... If this next year vote, these are gonna reverse, right? <laughs> We're gonna have Oregon on the road. Wazoo on the road. on the road. We, we won't. We'll avoid Utah next year. USC on the road. Maybe at some point yeah. they get better. Here's the thing: if USC once Helton gets fired this year, which I think it's bound to yeah. happen, and Urban Meyer becomes their head coach. Yeah. Whether it's Urban Meyer or it's freaking a top name head coach. Once they get a top name head coach, that program in one summer. Yeah, we'll turn around. With recruits, we'll turn around. Yeah, so don't, don't go after Chris Peterson, please. Anymore? I don't think he'd go. No, I know he's rejected them like five times already. Yeah, he, Chris Peterson. I remember listening to an interview about like how hard it was for him to leave Boise State for yeah. Washington. I'm pretty sure he's gonna be here for a very, very, very. For, I hope forever. Yeah, honestly, he's been and great ever and ever. He's not that old. Like he's not as old as like a saving. You no, know, how is old he? is he? Like 49. Like he's a, no, he's older than that. He's probably like 65. Chris Peterson age. Um. 54. That's pretty young. That's pretty young. Like, how old Saban? 65? I, I would say Nick Saban, age 67. Could, could Peterson... And Saban's not, like... <laughs> not going away anytime <laughs> yeah. soon. He's 13 years younger than Saban. If we could have him for 13-plus more years, it'd be pretty solid. Oh, that'd be awesome. Get a championship. But he is from California originally. Whatever. Where's Yuba City? Never heard of it. <laughs> um, I hope it's nowhere near so LA. So we both have them undefeated. We both have them undefeated. And what do you have them doing in the Pac-12 championship game, I guess, is my question. If you're undefeated. Oh, it's near Sacramento. It's nowhere it's near. Fine. Yeah. If they're undefeated going into the Pac-12 championship game, I'm probably going to chalk it as a win. How about if they're playing a one-loss Utah that, and the winner goes to the Pac-12 championship? I mean, to the final four. I don't know. I know. That's how he, I feel, too. Here's the thing. Um we talked about this with the Seahawks. Well, I'm talking about this. You know, obviously when it's your hometown team, it's easier to see the positives more than the negatives. Right. Like, oh, off a of bye, Oregon. Oh, off a of bye, off a of bye, Utah. Oh, great. And then like, oh, off a of bye, Colorado. Those are wins. The reality of college football is we talk about 18 year olds. That there's a lot of random games like 12, 10 losses yeah. to count. No, you're right. But you know what I don't want to talk about? Random losses to count. No reality. Yeah. Well, actually, we are talking about reality. <laughs> reality is, this team has a very good opportunity to go undefeated, and whether or not they do it, they should. I would you say their worst case scenario is another like Rose Bowl, right? Like or or another yes. BCS bowl game. Yes, but I actually one of our good friends, Sammy Arshid, said this, and I actually agreed with him. He said, "This is one of those type of years where it kind of is playoffs or bust." Because of our schedule, our situation, quarterback. If if you told me we had Utah and Oregon on the road this year and Wazoo, I'd been like, okay, it's not playoff or bust. Yeah. The way our bye weeks and our schedule has lined up, this is a playoff or bust type of year. No, I completely agree. Couldn't agree more. And now George goes to this. Oh, I think you're going to next year's schedule. No, it's going to last year's schedule. They, we lost at Oregon in overtime, and we lost at, at uh, Cal, and we lost to Auburn. We lost to Auburn. We lost by our, our losses last year in uh, Auburn other by five, right? Yeah, no, no, like total. We're gonna be really good. Auburn by five, Oregon by three. At Oregon. At Oregon. Cal- in overtime, it says. In overtime, remember our kicker missed the field. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Cal by two, and 
Ohio State by five in the Rose Bowl. And forget Ohio State for a second. That means the regular season ones that keep us out of like a playoff. Five, ten points total. Yeah. The whole season, 15 we, with the Rose Bowl. And we've upgraded at quarterback. Yeah. And we're getting all those games that are supposed to be tough at home. Yeah. I, I mean, we really – we had a good season last year. I mean, one kick – if we beat the one that Oregon game and that Cal game, we're probably in the playoffs. Okay. Play your song, George. Sure. I don't know what song we're playing, but it's probably like playoffs or bust. No. Undefeated. It's an undefeated chant. Okay, let's see what Sammy thinks. Who's chanting undefeated? I don't know. Arsenal fans, looks uh, like. Uh, Arsenal fans? Cool. Please don't give me an ad. I, well, you're going to have an ad here about I, like I muted car it. insurance. I muted um, it. I'm too good at this. Dude. Well, <laughs> you are. You are. The sound. Bo- Why is it like six years old? All right. All right. UW's <laughs> going to be undefeated. That was my point. All right. Perfect. All um, right. That was weird. We said um at the same time. I guess this is that's all we got for this episode, probably, right? That's I about mean, it. Uh, I went to the Sounders game the other day. I just guess we'll talk a minute about that. We're now second in the Western Conference. I bet you didn't know that. I didn't. I didn't know that either. And. Um, our team looked really fun to watch. Adam Morrison's an absolute Adam Morrison. <laughs> they just call him Adam Morrison. Jordan Morrison is a beast, and uh, I actually just wanted to watch Zlatan to be honest. And I've never seen a guy play more late. <laughs> what I was about to say is, let's get to Zlatan because yeah. I think our um, uh, ana- analysis sucks. It's not going to be good. Yeah, um, Zlatan is really big. And you can tell he's a superstar, but he really doesn't. He really didn't care. Like I felt like he didn't care the whole entire game. We won four to three. Zlatan had a goal where he barely tried. I don't know if you saw it. He literally just flicked his head at the ball at, in a corner and it went in. But you could tell he was the best player on the field by far. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm sure he doesn't give it his hundred percent all at all no, times. No, he MLS. just waits to score. Um, I know you took our good friend Sorry to the game too. Mm-hmm. Atmosphere experience, pretty high quality pretty, for very high quality American soccer specifically. I mean, like, not every American soccer stadium is going to be as much chanting right. as as interactive. I think for for American soccer, it's a it's a great atmosphere, hundred percent, and great fan base. I mean, um, did you feel like there was a lot of people there to watch Slaan? Was there a lot of like LA Galaxy jerseys? Not necessarily. Um, I saw good maybe. I saw a lot of in like AC, uh, sorry, uh, Manchester United Zlatan jerseys. I saw a lot of uh, Inter Milan Zlatan jerseys. Yeah, not Galaxy jerseys. Not Galaxy jerseys. And I saw a lot of Zlatan LA shirts. You know, they're like ZLA Bolton. Yeah. Yeah, I saw a lot of those. Uh, overall, though, it was, yeah, it was cool. I, I did enjoy watching them play. Like, you get to see one of the best players in soccer generation like he's you know after Ronaldo and Messi I'd probably say he's third of the 2000s maybe for and he's probably the number one just at finisher right I don't, I'm not yeah I don't have much analysis so, yeah, about it but no, I would so, tell you like fame wise he's been one of the more f- top five yeah, famous soccer so players just, in my life so it feels really cool to go watch and play live yeah and and you know and and your team got the win your home team get the way. It makes yeah. that atmosphere more fun, especially. Oh, of course. And it makes it just four to three. I mean, you saw seven goals. I was to say, you guys saw a seven hitter. Like, that's. Yeah. Um, a seven hitter, you called it? Yeah. I like that. I saw somebody write that on Twitter. Seven hitter. Nice. I don't know if that's a song. I have term, no idea. But I think that's pretty cool, actually, to see seven on a nice sunny day in Seattle. George got a farmer's tan, which is 
interesting in Seattle. Like a farmer stands right. right. It's cool, huh? I brought um, my scarf. A scarf? Yeah, my scarf, actually. Yeah, but, I mean, I wore... A, okay, yeah, your scarf. Sorry. I, I had George and uh, our friend borrow a scarf so they can be part of the... The, the, the crew. What do they call them? The Sounder Faithful. Is that what they call them? I don't know. Sounder Faithful. Um, I did like... i got to give a shout-out to Quality Athletics. Great bar before the games. They had a nice little outdoor area. Got to hang out there and, you know, had a beer. $4.90, which is not too bad. And yeah, about it all. Quality ethics is good before Mariners games, AFC yeah. Seahawks games, all the good stuff. Um, episode. This was episode six of the Seattle Super Pod. Um, we'll be back weekly. You'll probably catch us Monday. Yeah, yeah. Talking about UW game and talking about, or you never know. Maybe for f- free on. You never know. Well, don't 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 count on a word, but probably Monday talking about both UW game yeah. and about the Seahawks weekend. So. Stay tuned for that. Um, don't forget to check us out at SantSports.com. That's S-O-N-T Sports.com. And for those wondering, Sant stands for Sports on Tap. Um, and this is the That Being Said podcast. But we uh, always do a Seattle Superpod within that podcast. You can find the Seattle Superpod on Twitter at Sant, S-O-N-T Seattle. And you can find us on Facebook at Sant Seattle as well. Um, and soon on Instagram. I'm going to be working on that. But um You'll find all our podcast stuff there too to find us. Um, so give us give us a shout out, share this pod. I hope you guys enjoy, and we love our Seattle sports. So absolutely, keep on chugging along. Enjoy the Mariners; they're done in their last games. I think on the twenty eighth this month. So yeah, don't enjoy them. They don't. don't they, they don't. They don't do a good job to the fans. So don't do a good job to the or, that organization. I By the way, I, about that, but so. I, I have one thing to say about the, the, this bullshit organization that we, was running uh, at T-Mobile Park. You know, strongly disagree. Already. We we wanted to. Get, we, we were all so hyped about the fucking haul we got for the uh, for Edwin Diaz and Robinson Cano. Meanwhile, the the rookie. What, what's the rookie on the Mets name, Sammy? Uh, Alonzo. Alonzo leads the NL in home runs. How did we not get that guy, and we end up with? others like i don't get this well justice has been really really good justice is on from the yankees oh yeah yeah what about oh but kalinic is not kalinic he's been tearing it up well that's good hopefully we'll see him in 2024 yeah we got we got justice for paxton i forgot about that yeah um no we'll probably see him like next year i hope so um see i I disagree I, i think at some point what happened with the mariners this year which made it tougher is the fact that they were kind of good for one point, but I think that was on that was kind of on accident. <laughs> it was on no, accident. Like they didn't mean for Santana and for Edwin and Carcion to tear it up. They they literally accidentally started off good, which made it more emotional this year because usually I'm expecting I'm expecting them to be bad, right? So when they end up really good, you get excited, and then you get let down again mid year when you find out they're not good. Absolutely. It made it hurt a little more. You know one thing though, I was thinking about this Mariners team. I was Seattle Super Pause, so it's not completely off topic. Is we're not even that bad. That's what's the worst part of it. Like if you you know want to go look at the extended the, what they call the expanded standings between overall. It's not like we're gonna end up with the number one pick in the draft. If you're gonna be shitty, be really shitty. We're like literally. Like fifth to last, pretty bad. One, two, three, four, five. We're six, but we're fighting for the spots. I mean, good thing we've gone three and seven in our last ten. Yeah. Once again, if they didn't start off good on accident, oh, we'd be one of the last teams. In no, baseball. absolutely. That that 
honestly, I think people laugh when I say that, but we we accidentally were good. Like we didn't mean to sign these guys to be a playoff team. No, and we just ended up kind of having some good hitters. Yeah, but the good news is we're only two, 22 and a half games out of the wild card. Hope about like 20 games left. Um, all right, we'll be back on Monday. Much love. Uh, episode six of the Seattle Super Pod and George. What's up, man? This is Sports on Tap, and this is Sports Radio Redefined. Peace.